Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. When you got involved in this, was there anything surprising in your work and research that you came across? Well, the, you know, the thing that I think is, is the most... Uh startling and, and important for people, you know, other than finding that, you know, joy comes from following your heart, is that suffering comes from not following it. And But yet, there's, there's a purpose to the people who don't follow their hearts and do these awful things like the, you know, shootings and, and whatever, you know, stealing things and lying to people. There's many different levels of it, but there's a cosmology of the universe that I was taught by an old man back in 1990. He was a personal student of Rudolf Steiner. And um, he told me what Steiner taught him. And I didn't believe it at the time, but eventually I uh, had an experience, a samadhi experience, an out-of-body experience, where I, I discovered the same thing. And it's that the consciousness that created the universe, there's only one of them. It's one consciousness. We're all part of that. Everything is part of it. But because there's only one, it can't find out what it feels like to meet another. So it's fashioned itself into separate individuals. We're each separate individuals, but we're all part of that one consciousness. And by being separate individuals, we can find out how it feels to meet another. Now, this is only possible because we've become an individual. Well, to make us into individuals, the divisive people who perpetrate these crimes, we might call it, are actually making us feel separate. And it's their activities that have allowed human beings to find out how it feels to meet another and, and, of course, one of those kinds of meetings is to find someone that you love. And to be able to love another takes another. You can't have just one. So this, you know, so much has become possible by having individuals. But when you look at the original people, the tribal people before civilization, what I found out is they're not individuals. I, I met three anthropologists that were, lived with and studied people that had just been discovered, and all three anthropologists said these people are not individuals. And this is what Rudolf Steiner said. He said the original people, the way they were originally created, were not individuals. So a special kind of people that is divisive, these are the people with the calcified pineal glands that don't have a conscience and are able to to shoot out towards polarities and, you know, extremes and have extreme behavior uh, divide us into individuals. And this is what civilization is for. Supposedly, this is coming to an end, and a lot of the paranormal activity that you talk about on your show, 
the the you know uh, aliens and things there there's supposed to be a time that Steiner predicts and is predicted by all the spiritual texts um you know Judaism uh Christianity Muslim Hinduism that they all predict and the Hopi people I met with them they have the same prophecies everybody's got it the meek inherit the earth and the divisive people are taken up and returned to the one. So there, the divisive people that are suffering from their, their, their extreme personalities and their ego-eccentric personalities or emotionally, you know, exaggerated personalities are going to go to heaven and be returned to the one and their suffering will be over. They will be one again. But the people who have learned to open their hearts, follow their hearts, and open to love will inherit the earth. And they will be able to experience meeting their twin soul. And, it, and with that twin soul and with other like-minded people, they will experience the full blossoming of love on earth. And that will take them to the end of time. Now that is, you know, a kind of like fairy tale prophecy that's hard to believe, and we never, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. But it certainly is a nicer way to look at the situation than Armageddon. <laughs> so, yeah, it so sure I, is. So I, prefer, if you had a choice, yeah, yeah. So I prefer that one. Everybody wins. The people that are in that are suffering from from their polarization, they get get to be um, released from that and return to the one. When, when anyone experiences a transcendental experience where they leave their body and return to pure consciousness, they feel warm, blissful, and home again. More home again than they've ever felt. And that's what returning to the one is. And so the people that are all having you know, a really difficult time and, in life because they've turned away from their souls, they'll be, um, you know, blessed with a an end to that suffering. There is no hell. They're not. They're already in hell. Hell is what they're living. But there is and, evil. Well, there is. There is good and evil, and both of them are extremes. And I know a good person that he was so good that he made me feel separate. And when he took his own life. He said that he was suffering the whole time because he didn't think he was good enough. So he was trying to be better, better, better. Now, on the other side, some people are going towards evil. And the evil has an interesting turnaround. There's something I talk about in, in my book, The Magnificent Soul. I talk about how there's an, a silver lining to evil. In, in my case, when I was four years old, I had an incident with a black widow spider, and it was terrifying. It was the most terrifying experience of my entire life. I remember shaking, feeling this bolt of terror through me. I was crying and screaming, and it was just horrible. But I'm almost certain that that incident caused me to follow my heart, to be afraid to not follow my heart. And because of that negative experience, that evil experience, you could call it, somehow that turned out to be perfect for me and allowed me to learn all of this and share what I'm sharing. So 
Uh, there's other examples. I cut my finger and had the most amazing experience of my life. What do you mean? What happened? Well, I was working, uh, doing some carpentry, and I had a big 12-inch chop saw. And, Ouch. Um, I had this really steep-angled cut that I went to do, and I didn't know. I should have built a jig to hold that properly, but I didn't, and it sucked my hand in and cut my finger. Oh, cut it off? Yeah, no, it just cut halfway through, damaged the tendon, but it didn't cut through the tendon. But the doctor said, after he put some stitches in there, he said, you know, you nick the tendon, you have to stop working for two weeks. So I told my girlfriend, I said, you know, I, I got an I got an unexpected vacation. I can't work for two weeks. And she said, I got a great idea. Let's take a week of that and let's do this tantric lovemaking thing in nature. And I was like, well, okay, I'll go for that. <laughs> yeah. So we went off on this experience, and for for seven days we did this this tantric lovemaking. Uh, it's kind of a sacred lovemaking method. And um, on the on the last day of it, I had the most tremendous samadhi experience in my life. Where? How's your finger? I, by the way? Go ahead. How's the finger, by the way? Oh, the finger's fine. You can, there's a scar there to remind me of it. But yeah. This finger is fine. And, and, and when, when I went into the samadhi, I became an infinite orgasm. And it was just unbelievable. It went forever and ever in every direction. And I, that led to me remembering the reason the universe was created. Because this experience was so amazing. And so it was, it was the most wonderful feeling you could feel and i thought wow uh that's you know i don't think there's anything better than this and then this other thought came to me that eventually i would get used to it and it would become normal and once it was normal i would want to do something else and then i had this memory that the one the consciousness that i was experiencing being at that point um that it had experienced that a long time ago. It had done everything it could do by itself. Now, let me ask you this, Georgia. We'll take calls. They're lining up here for you. Sure. What is the what is the brain do if most of this goes to the heart? Well, the the brain, the you know, the the ego mind. See, the thing is, is the ego mind is kind of like um, it's it's an idiot. I know that I'm an idiot. I do things wrong all the time. But the soul guides you through it. And it's got to be dumb enough to believe that we're individuals. And that's, that's or gullible enough. Let's say gullible enough. And, and you know, what, Barnum and Bailey said, you know, there's, there's, there's a sucker born every minute. Well, we're all suckers because we're all believing that we're individuals, but actually we aren't. There's one organism that's everything. So our ego mind in our brain is designed to have the experience of being an individual. And through that, our ego mind is able to accomplish the goal of the universe, which is to find out how it feels to meet a mysterious other. And hopefully someday you're going to meet the one you love and the perfect one that's for you, you know, that's the that that experience can't be had by the soul because the soul knows 
It's part of everything, and everything is part of it. It knows what everyone is thinking. It has complete awareness through the the continuum of consciousness. And in that state of mind, you can't experience meeting the other because there is no other. So it takes the ego mind to be gullible enough to buy into the illusion of individuality so that we can accomplish the goal of the universe. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.